0: Boss will be with you. Always. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to 20th Century Geek. I'm your regular host, Scott Weatherly. And we're going to be going to the past and then to the, well, I wouldn't say the present, still the past. but We're going to be doing then and again. We're doing the film remake. And I am joined by Dan the Man, Dan Bores. Mm, uh,
1: Spider Dan on the Secret
0: Bores. Yes,
1: I am here. And uh, we're going to get nice and stuck into these houses that are haunted and on top of hills.
0: That's right. They're all overlooking, well, I think they're supposed to be overlooking Los Angeles, both of them. But uh, mm. yes, we're going to be talking about um, House on Haunted Hill, the 1959 Vincent Price classic, in my opinion, one of my favourite films. And the 1999 remake uh, with Jeffrey Rush and a whole host of, oh, that person from the 90s.
1: Yes, it is a, it is a cast. Yeah, <laughs> uh, of, 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 I, I don't think I'd ever picture them all together in one film, but
0: here we are. There is yeah, something. it's definitely, you know, I'm not sure there might have been that thing of <clears throat> from 59 when people were like, oh, that person. But this was definitely sort of that late 90s, early 2000s cast of, oh, I saw them in something else.
1: Mm. And they were better in it as well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the one thing I will say is Ali Lata, we will get to Ali Lata, um, and I will say, I had like an early 2000s crush on Ali Lata, but like, yeah, she she has been in good stuff. I mean, she's sort of quite fundamental to like uh, Final Destination and, and yeah. that. But yeah, maybe so not in she
1: this. was great in uh, Heroes. I used to watch Heroes quite a lot and she was brilliant in
0: that. Yes. So she has been good. Absolutely. Mm. But we'll get, to, we'll get to this, this one. But yes, <laughs> so we're gonna, we are talking about. So let's, let's start. Before we do the comparison, we will go back mm. to 1959. Um, and this, this is a William Castle uh, directed mm-hmm. film uh, known for. Other such things as The Tingler, 13 Ghosts, uh, and his way of sort of trying to make films an experience. That was the point sort of what else could he do? Um, for example, when he had made The Tingler in the same year with Vincent Price, he would put a, a buzzer under the chairs in the cinema. So when things happened, the chairs would shake um, and they'd be sprayed with things. Uh, and for this one, he had something called a Mergo or a uh, is we did, and so towards the end of the film, a skeleton would appear from above the screen and sort of come over the audience and rattle and make noise and things. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why,
1: but you're describing all of these effects in very sexual ways, Scott. I don't know. I don't know if that's the the vibrating seats. I'm sure a lot of people went for second visits. I was going to say,
0: yeah, that, yeah. Everyone's <laughs> like, Tingler's doing really well. I wonder why. Like,
1: ah. <laughs> full, full audience of women just. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: William Castle really popular with the ladies. 1950s housewives just seem to be, you know coming out of themselves. Um, but uh, yes, yeah. this is this sort of film. So it was. It was. Um, this stars. I'll quickly go through the list it, f- it features obviously Vincent Price as Frederick Loren, Carol Omar as Annabelle Loren, Richard Lang, uh, Caroline Craig, Alicia Cook, and Julie Mitchum as the guests that are um, invited to join uh, Vincent Price and his wife. It's sort of. It's yeah, yeah. Uh, and <laughs> their tumultuous relationship, uh, and the idea is that he is. A, he is obviously a, uh, a multi-millionaire. And if they stay stay the night, if they spend the entire night and they leave in the morning, they will each be given ten thousand um, pounds. And this is meant to be his wife's party, but he has orchestrated it so that it's sort of a game. That each person that's been invited needs money for different purposes, um, and so he just wants to manipulate them. So it's an interesting film in the fact that really, like in this film, the the main two people, or sort of say, the, sort of the the pivotal people of this, both sort of. Um, Vincent Price, Vincent Price uh, as Frederick Loren and Carol Omar as his wife Annabel, are both quite detestable people, <laughs>
1: <laughs> but they are entertaining though. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, yeah, I love, um, I love. Uh, I'm a big fan of Vincent Price anyway. Yeah. He's, you know, no matter what he's in, there's always something. There's like a charm. There's a, there's a so, something debonair about him. Yes calculating and fun and he's always got a kind of a wry smile and a wink like throughout any performance no matter what it, he's in there's always an element of fun that you yes. can have yeah and totally. he's, he's having he's having a blast here and he's 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 kind of a bit cool and collected in this one actually i quite i quite like it. it's a little bit different from from a lot of his performances
0: yeah it's a little bit more subdued than sort of <clears throat> especially sort of you know coming in the next year he would start his um and we will get some of this, but his his sort of post cycle that he did with with Roger Corman, and then he went on in the seventies to do sort of some of the camp, sort of like you know, the horror became more camp. But he's definitely more sort of subdued in this, um, and I like that he's debonair. I like the way he described that. He is. He's sort of um, yeah, <clears throat> calculated and sort of su- suave. Um, mm, very suave. Yeah, yeah, and, and I love that. Um, but he's got like, a look at Mean Streak as well. I mean, you know. Uh, So like he basically assaults his wife, like he grabs her hair and pulls it, like you know, pulls her head back. And there's a few times when you're just like, "Oh right, okay, well, Mm. you know."
1: It's it's really interesting because it's kind of like, you know, like um, two people, and you have another person's like the third wheel or the fifth wheel or what have you. And uh, it's almost like he's like, "Oh no, I want seven wheels. (laughs) I want want eight wheels. (laughs) Let's bring all these people into our problem, into our marital affair." And it's all—it's a lot of kind of conniving and and baiting and you know wordplay and stuff. There's uh, there's a lot of intelligence between those two characters mm. as well, and I love the dynamic. I think I think they're the, my two favorite performances in this. Oh yeah, um, yeah. The the because they I think like there's a couple of characters in this which. I mean, I mean, I'll be honest. Does does I can't even remember if the old lady who's invited. I can't. I can't remember her name. Um, Ruth Bridges. is the, Ruth Bridges. The, the character name. Yeah. I I don't feel like she kind of needed to be there. <laughs> no. Really, there was because we didn't get her backstory, but she was in a rush to get the money. Mm. Um, and but then but that's kind of it. Nothing really happens to her. She doesn't.
0: She's not involved in much of the action or the set pieces. So it's kind of like. I'm sure they forget she's even in this film for like a, about. A th- like, there's a portion in the second act, like where the other characters keep turning up and she's just in the background. And you're like, whoever wrote this script completely forgot that she was in this film <laughs> for a large portion. And then at the end of it, she's got several lines and they were like, oh shit, I better put Ruth down, to, like give her some lines or something. <laughs> oh shit, there were more people in this. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: fuck. Uh, but yeah. Uh... I just, you know, she was fine in the role, but I just needed either a bit more context to why she was there mm. and and why she needed that money. And I, I think one of the problems with this film, I, said, I think it's just a little bit too short. Yes. It, it's only an hour and like 15, maybe? Yes, hour and 13, yeah. So yeah, hour, hour and like 15 that. minutes, yeah. So I do, I do think we could have had just a touch more kind of character stuff, and and again, I, I wanted to see a bit more of the greed aspect. I think the premise is great. I think the idea, mm. the premise, whether you include ghosts or not,
0: it's still interesting. Um, well, it's almost uh, like an Agatha Christie story, isn't it? It's it's like sort of one step away. It's a step between like an Agatha Christie story and a haunted house film, like that's yeah. what it is.
1: Well, I was going to say, uh, William Castle was doing noir films, mm. like that's his. That was his you know, like bread and butter um and he got really bored and really jaded of it and it was just like it's the same old same old shit and that's when he started doing these films and he's like i'm gonna i'm gonna do something shake shake it up i'm gonna you know do things live in the theater while the film's playing and you know i'll introduce it i'll do this i'll do that and you know and actually this this film was such a success that alfred hitchcock said oh there's an audience for horror yeah. Maybe I'll maybe I'll make a little film called Psycho. Yeah, uh, we'll see, we'll see how that does. And there you go. And that's you know that gave birth to. Various imitators. Arguably, you could say it gave birth to the slasher genre as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you know, uh, and we discussed that on my podcast, me and Dennis. Like, what is the original slasher film? And Psycho is definitely in the discussion. Mm. Um, But but there you go. And and that that kind of makes sense with the idea that he's you know there's there's all this kind of again. She's a the wife is a very much a femme fatale type. Yes. Um. So we see a lot of that and her play. And obviously she's playing away. Spoilers for the film, but mm. she's playing away with another person. Uh, so there's a lot of those kind of noirish dynamics going on, um, which I which I think adds to a lot of the the kind of drama and the suspense um, of of the film itself. But yeah, I could
0: have just done with a bit more character stuff.
1: No, I agree. I
0: think you know that that um, yeah, those sort of character interactions and a little bit of maybe even sort of like you know manipulation or, or Machiavellianness between the mm. characters, sort of like you yeah. Know, <clears throat> would have been quite interesting um, because the, if anything the, the, as you say Vincent Price and, and um, Carol Omar they're sort of they are the pivotal parts of the film but like, they're clearly having the most fun mm. you know they're the, the characters have got like oh we can do all this stuff and it's great I mean Carol Omar like you say, don't worry about spoilers like the point of this is about yeah. having a talk up so this is a this is what like a <laughs> 70 year old films so i think we can yeah sort of, true, true. Can and it's of... it's
1: it's widely available on youtube it's not it's in the public domain yeah. anybody can see it
0: yeah because... so go watch it it's good yeah but like when carol omar sort of like you know has to gets to fake a death and and um do all that sort of stuff And when she comes back and i'm just like oh she's she's loving doing this like it's mm-hmm. clearly like a barrel of laughs um and so it's it's clear there's a, there is like you said about there's a um a sparkle in the eye like a twinkle in the eye about you know with those that are making this that like this is supposed to be this is supposed to be fun like it, although they they're, they're leaning into horror and it's more of a thriller than than a real true horror yeah yeah I'd um, say so. but it's definitely sort of leaning into that fun because there's bits that like make like no sense as well but i yeah. kind of love um cuz you used it before like you know is the house haunted or not mm. um and you know that is a that is a part of it i mean you know um you, there's a character um, Watson uh, Pritchard, um, mm. who I kind of love. I love this character. Like he's this sort of just sort of like almost like Weasley little guy who owns the house, and it's from him that uh, uh, Vincent Price has rented for the evening for, to do this this thing. And he's like seven people have been killed in this house, and he sort of lists off all these things. And basically, he's like, if you would, you know, when you've done like um, if you've been to a theme park, if you've been to like a one of these things for sort of like a Halloween horror night. Like he's the kind of person that all of a sudden just pops out and sort of like you know he says, "Well, they killed them, but they never found their heads," <laughs> and then he disappears again. And you're like, "Well, who was that?" You know, I, I, but,
1: I like to call these uh, characters the the crazy Ralph, you know, from Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah,
0: exactly what it is. Yeah. It's like you're a death dude. curse. Yeah, you know, it's a death
1: curse. <laughs> um, you know, there's it's always like it's always this warning and stuff, and things will happen. And this is the this this character, his character, is the only one that returns. Well, minus the the couple. Yes, uh, in the in the next one as well in the mm. in the 1999 one, which I think was a good shout. I think you do need some kind of character like that. He's, yeah, of... he's
0: the doomsayer, isn't he? Sort of yeah. thing. He's the exposition piece as well. Like, he's the reason. Absolutely. That, he's the reason everyone thinks the house is haunted, and I kind of like that though. That he is that sort of thing of like it was. I think it's his brother and his wife, or I can't remember, I think that's mm. who were killed, and there's others. Um, and it's almost like the go the ghost story becomes. But there's two films going on at one yeah, point.
1: At war with each at, other.
0: Yeah, slightly. Um, because there is the sort of the thriller about the sort of the warring, you know, like War of the Roses kind of sort of Michael mm. Douglas and, and um, what's it? Kathleen Turner. Kathleen Turner. Yeah. Um, that kind of thing, you know, of that's warring. And then there is actually this thing of these people staying in a house that may or may not be haunted. Um, and, they sort of just seem to happen <laughs> at the same time. But <laughs> like when they have a tour of the house, there's a big blood stain on the ceiling. And, you know, and he's like, oh, don't, don't, um, this is what happens to Ruth Bridges. Like the only thing, that seems like, and he says to her, oh, don't stand under it. And she gets blood on her hand. And you're like, oh, that is kind of weird and supernatural, or, you know, that is kind of odd. And it happens again later. And you're like, oh, okay, that's, that's kind of cool. And then mm. there are things that disappear and reappear. And then you have sort of, um, the the what are they call like the caretakers of the house as well the old couple. Oh, yeah <laughs> like you know they're wonderful and they're like you know so you can't see I like the, the the chandelier falls down and there's other bits as well so you like oh there is something going on like, you know is the house yeah. uh, is the house haunted and it's never really resolved or addressed beyond a certain point it sort of just transitions into this other film and you're like oh okay cool well, yeah. Yeah. It's Fair. kind of,
1: but I guess you kind of, you kind of thinking that maybe Vincent Price or the, or the wife has kind of set it up maybe, Yeah. And, you know, I do quite like, I will say, even though I do think you could have excised her completely, the, the older lady, I do like that. She's, you know, trying to rub the blood off. Um, You know, it's very, very Shakespearean to me, very yeah. Macbeth, yes. which I quite enjoyed, it's, you know, out damn spot and all that. Um. I just yeah I I dug that little thing and and there's I think there's some of the effects I think are pretty good like oh, yeah. um and some of the, so I mean part of it is a bit like <laughs> you know remember that simpsons episode where it's like uh, right we're we're doing a dating video for flanders star wipe <laughs> star wipe star wipe <laughs> yeah. so we got the wipes and and there's a little bit of that like it's like oh it's my first film and I can do these effects but fair play it was back in the 50s you know he's not um, you know, I don't think he was that experienced with these kind of doing these kind of spooky films no. and these effects and stuff. So, um, and again, like I've never made a fucking film, so I can't fucking tell. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but I, I, I enjoy the kind of corny, spooky, kind of kooky aspect of the film, you know. It's uh, it's not something that's going to scare you. It's not uh, no. it's not
0: something that'll terrify you, but it's something you'll have fun with, definitely. Coo- kooky is a great word to describe parts of this film. I think that's a really good word. It has one of my favourite scares of all time that's not scary, but it's it's still brilliant. And it just makes me kind of laugh because I love how uh, how it works in this film. So two of the characters are this sort of like this young couple. There's a fighter pilot, or like a, a test pilot, mm-hmm. which is clearly was like a major thing at this period in time because you know we've, not soon after you'll have Hal Jordan become the Green Lantern as a test pilot like, um, and then you have um, what's her name, Carolyn Craig plays Nora Manning who's sort mm. of like she's the uh, secretary that works for one of Vincent uh, Vincent Price's companies <clears throat> and they're sort of looking around for this thing because you know they're sort of searching around and she, they going down to the wine cellar and they've got all the rooms and there's all this stuff in the wine cellar and they, you know, um, I'm trying to think of all the lead up to. it. Basically, she's in a room on her own, and uh, the the guy's gone off, and all of a sudden out of nowhere, like she's seen a ghost, like she's seen something. This crone appear out of the dark and then go back again, and then they've gone back down, and all of a sudden, like one point, she turns and there's just an old woman leering at her, <laughs> like just going, eh! and uh, it's like brilliant, yeah, and it's kind sort of <laughs> like she's blind, but she's sort of like. Snuck up on this young woman, like and it's it's oh, it's it's just one of my favourite things. Like I could watch it as a GIF like, over and over and over again. It's just it's just wonderful.
1: I, I I agree. I think it's hilarious and brilliant and bizarre and weird. Like like you were saying, the unexplained stuff. Like he gets locked. I think the lead up to this was he gets locked in a room in the wine yes. cellar somebody knocks him out or something knocks him out and then yes. they can't open the door. They open the door and he's like, "Oh!" and then they and then they come back down after he's, he's all patched up by the doctor and they're checking for for any openings mm. or secret passageways, which they don't discover. But again, they discover well, that...
0: They sort well, of do because they're both yeah. knocking it. Oh, that sounds yeah. right. Oh, that sounds weird. Yeah. Oh, that's, so they basically go, oh, there's some hollow there.
1: Mm. And
0: again, it never gets picked up again. No, exactly. <laughs> Gone. <laughs> Yeah,
1: but then, but then we we we're in the other room while she he's like I'm going to knock on this side, you're going to knock on that side, mm. and then she just and then she's oh, she's been in that room for some time. They were both in that room. They didn't see this woman, and then all of a sudden she glides yeah. across yeah. and and scares that like she's got all this horrible stuff on her face. Her eyes are a white entirely she's white. Blind, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so she's got these and she's got these all old, old freaky hands and and she's, yeah. and she's and she's literally making a face where like why would a blind woman not yeah. knowing anybody is there <laughs> make that face and put those hands up like a, a witch, like what, for what reason? And then she glides. It's not a walk. It's a glide. It, oh, and no, even yeah. Nora says she floated out of here. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, I just came out the other door. I would have seen her. So again, that's unexplained as well. Yeah. Like, it's a it's a lot of kind of, yeah, there's a lot of like happenstance and and uh, yeah, just it, a, a lot of stuff. Just you you they don't, it's not like one of these things where it's like, you know, It's a Scooby Doo where they reveal it and they reveal how it works. Yeah, it's basically just like, ah,
0: these things occurred. Move on. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, there's 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 one trick at the end of it, like because obviously the whole thing sort of pins at the end. Is the idea is they're trying to um, scare people enough. Um, you know that's one of the points is sort of like you know Vincent Price is doing this one thing, but his wife um, Annabelle is doing this other sort of thing of sort of like trying to scare people enough into being in certain places so that she can kill her husband because she is with the the psychiatrist. Hmm. But there's one point where like she you have the her floating outside of the window, <clears throat> and the rope comes in, oh, God and, yeah, and twists around Nora's legs and stuff, and I'm going like and I'm, even I'm going like, is that is that a setup? Is that unexplained? Like, I don't see how that works. Like, it clearly works because it's a special effect, but yes. there's probably going to be like, I don't understand, like, what is this in the film? Like, it's, but I don't care because it's still kind of fun. Um, yeah, it's,
1: it's a great effect. It looks great, but yeah, yeah I had the same thought. I was like, how, how how would they do this? <laughs>
0: like, how would they even work
1: this? How, do, how does she get out of the building when there's all bars on the window and all this other stuff? How does she get in position? How is she not, like, how is she floating? And how yeah. does that rope wrap round? But, yeah, it looks great. It looks great, yeah. It, it's almost like it's almost like
0: an Italian horror film where they're like, doesn't make sense, but it looks good. <laughs> oh, 100%, that's what this is about. I mean, yeah. this is about sort of, like, giving people the creeps and sort of, you know... Um, jump scares and stuff like that's clearly the point. So mm. with the plot almost comes like there's a plot, and then, but then like making that have any continuity or sense is so secondary. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you were to ask, I'm sure if you would sort of talk to William Castle about this, like you know, even in the day, like you'd be the you'd be pulling the you know, we were pulling these plot holes, and mm. it'd be like, what's your problem? <laughs> like that's not the point. Like did you enjoy it? Oh yeah, I love the film. Right, like, d- shut up then. <laughs> <laughs> i don't see what your problem is like you know that that's clearly the sort of it's more of a sort of a ride yeah. isn't it like they're there to give you sort of scares
1: um yeah i guess it's like a, it's almost like a, a a scare maze like there is now like all the kind yeah. of scare attractions and stuff it is it's live it's in person it's in your face and uh, and I guess it's that bridge as well between live theater and and film as well. They were trying yeah. to. It's almost like they're trying to bridge the two together. So you know, I appreciate that. I appreciate good special effects. So mm. I, I mean, and you know, back in the day before, you know, we, we're spoilt now with all the special effects and stuff. But back in the day, it must have been quite impressive to see. I mean, people jumped out of the way of that train, didn't they, when the when they first showed a train coming yes. towards the cinema screen? So it must have been a maybe almost a similar impact as well.
0: Oh, I'm sure this has sort of like this certain one that, you know, old woman creeping up on someone. I'm sure there's people that were like, oh, and their popcorn went up. And, oh, yeah. Uh, all oh, that definitely. Kind of stuff. I mean, definitely. the thing is, like you say, we are watching this film. It is sort of like well, 1960. So it is it 60 years old, this film? Mm. And, you know, audiences and, and viewers, a bit, you know, we're more sophisticated, We're now, like sure. you say, we're spoiled for special effects. There's just like, at the, like you say, there's a real charm. There's still a charm to this film. Mm. Um, even the opening of this film, I can't, there's certain things I can't get past. The opening of this film, when you have sort of like um Watson Pritchard's head float up, you know, he's got that sort of like looks like Holly from Red Dwarf. <laughs> yeah. And he, he comes up and he gives sort of like that, that backstory of the house and all sorts of stuff. And then Vincent Price's head sort of comes up and um gives his sort of backstory as to why he's invited these people, you know. It's sort of and it's sort of like you know, maybe there'll be there'll be drinks and there'll be food and fun, and maybe a little murder, and you have that sort of thing, it's all sort of very like, you know, mm. charming, debonair. Yeah. Like a riot. It's got a wry sense of humour about it as yeah, well. Yeah, it has. It doesn't take yeah. itself too serious. But those heads all I could picture, and I'm sure it was in Father Ted, was like um, Dougal's head sort of coming up and like, you know, but looking confused and then sort of like just disappearing <laughs> off. Like, I don't know what this is about. And it just feels like there's a silliness to it now that I'm like, so much, this has been parodied so often now that like yeah. the parody has almost become like the norm. Mm. Um and so yeah, but it still works for me. This one still works for me where yeah. I'm sort of like it's it's and I, I think
1: yeah, you have to embrace the camp of it all, I think. Yeah. Yes. It's very is very campy, it's very, like we said, kooky and weird. And but as as long as you're in, as long as you're open to that experience and that ride. Mm. And and even before the floating heads come up, we still we have that kind of almost that um soundscape almost where mm. it's just the and all the ghosty noises, and chains, and everything, and and like that—that that was, I think, that as well was quite influential because I think there was loads of records that came after this where it was like yes. just sound spooky, and, yeah, yeah. spooky sounds and things. So, <laughs> so, uh, and you know, that's probably where we get most of these sound effects from nowadays that people
0: use on stuff. It's probably those records and things that we still use. Well, um, probably but, actually, yeah. But yeah. It, 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 it's an interesting point to make about you know how old this film what you've got to be on board for the ride Mm. because as well this sort of like we say it's 1959 this film came out and um it's it's sort of like pre what you people people consider sort of like that mid 60s to be sort of the birth of like modern cinema um so this is you know this is pre that this is pre Mm. sort of like modern cinema so you know and it is definitely of a different era like you watch this and you go like oh okay this is this still has that sort of feel of those, you know, you could watch a film from like the pretty much from like the late thirties through to the late fifties. And there's still that sort of, there's a style there that sort of is, is, is maintained and it still very much has that, um, going on. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of liking that. I kind of dig all that kind of stuff. It's, it's sort of, it's, there's a fun to it that I really enjoy. Yeah. Um, but it feels like the, he's
1: like William Castle is is going into the experimental a little bit, like we were talking about. Oh yeah. I think he's definitely it's not like and I think that's why he was so bored, probably doing these mm. noir films back to back and you know the same bloody story over and over again. You know, I love a good noir story, but you know, if you make enough of them, you're gonna get but bo- or see enough of them, you're gonna get bored. So so I think there are those like we have those elements, but he's going, but what about ooh, spooky? Yeah. You know? And it's it's almost like a mash of the of the two, almost like kind of I don't, I don't think it's as as synergetic as that, if that's even a word. Uh, but um, the it, it it's like some of it really works and some of it doesn't really work, yeah. I think. But like on the whole, it's still like it's it's it, it's short. That's yeah. that's immersive, immersively short, even if you hated it. It's over before you even know it. Yeah. I, think, I think the ending is a bit too sudden, probably, but yeah. I, think, I think a lot of older films have that. They're like, that's the end of the story. Bam. Uh, you know, that's They're the still structure. trapped in the house at the end of the film. <laughs> <Yeah>. Not <laughs> dawn yet.
0: We, we, for all we know, they might have killed him. Yeah, we will talk about the ending in a second because I, I have that same thing. But you are right. I mean, th- th- what I'd like to say is about William Castle, you are very right in the sense that <clears throat> there's clearly this feeling of um, he knew it was almost coming to the end of an era and he's experimenting and looking for what film will be next. Because um, it was like, this is the era of like 3D and all these other gimmicks yeah. as well, isn't it? So they were looking to see what cinema could be and it just so happened that they were in the next sort of five years, they were like, oh, it's going to be gritty and really weird and you go, oh, cool, we're going to make films like, you know, Rosemary's Baby or sort mm-hmm. of like, you know, and eventually like horror films are going to become like The Exorcist and people are like, you know. Um so yeah, so it does definitely feel like that sort of like thing with the experimentation. Let's talk about the ending though, because the, the hmm. film does resolve. Like, um, so the idea was, again that they want to kill. Oh, Well, this is the thing. So uh, Carol Omar is looking to wind people up enough, so they've got been given guns arbitrarily as well.
1: <laughs> the party favors. The
0: party favors, and I do like the scene because they're in the little coffins, hmm. which is ace. And like, so because like, Vincent Price's characters clearly had them made, which is brilliant. Um and but he's handed out guns to everyone. And so yeah, at one point, sort of like Nora Manning is scared. Uh, she he, he sort of makes a jump and she shoots him and then runs <laughs> off. Like, oh God, I've killed someone. Um but there was a
1: bit as well when she she sees she sees the wife in the window, and she runs yeah. out screaming, and then the doctor comes out and says, Somebody's left their room. And they were like, Did you hear anything? And they go, No. And I was like, She screamed all the way <laughs> yeah. down the yeah. stairs because yeah. she runs out and she sees the hung. Uh, wife, yes. uh, as well, because she hasn't experienced that because she stayed in the bedroom and then she continues to scream. Yeah. And, run down. and they're like, Nope, didn't hear a thing. It's like, now, it, These walls are it? really thick. <laughs> don't
0: Stop, make kn- them- Stop don't knocking make- on them
1: again. Stop yeah, knocking yeah, on yeah. Them.
0: yeah, don't make them like this anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, but that's it. She ends up shooting um, uh, Frederick Lauren mm. and then runs off. And then that's when you get the twist. You get the reveal that the psychiatrist and the and or the doctor and um, Annabelle uh, Lauren, is, yeah, Annabelle Lauren or Annabelle yeah. Patrick, uh, yeah, Annabelle Lauren. It's the other one that's got the long name. Yeah, she she um, has been orchestrating this to try and kill her husband. the psychiatrist comes in, but then the lights go out. And um, one of the things that this is, I want to sort of get to what the other thing that's in the basement. There's a wine cellar and there's a big trapdoor. And under that trapdoor is a vat of acid. <laughs> this is a bond villain kind of level housing. That's <laughs> this amazing. Because at one point this, this vat was supposed to be filled with wine. It was going to be like a, 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 a wine distillery that were doing something with it. But he decided to kill his wife. Uh, a, a past resident killed his wife by throwing her in. but he was his comeuppance came because this acid only dissolves hair and flesh <laughs> and not bone. Which is demonstrated by a rat being shown it, thrown in, and you basically get a Halloween decoration come out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, I I I love love as well. She almost trips in and goes,
1: oh, you you were lucky there. And she's like, what what do you mean? He's like, oh, it's still full of acid. Yeah.
0: yeah. (laughs) Like,
1: you never
0: removed the acid out of your basement. Well, even the police didn't. At some point, the police would be like, you know, that's really dangerous. Like, we really should get rid of that. It's it's already been used <laughs> to kill someone. Like, that should be, you know. So, yeah, there's a vat full of acid in the basement. I mean, you think that uh, Frederick Lauren's dead, but the lights go out. And when it comes back, there's nobody there. Um, both Frederick and the psychiatrist have disappeared. Uh, but the vat of acid is open, so you're suggesting that somebody's gone in because you've heard a splash. Yeah. And then Annabelle comes in looking for the psychiatrist. Um, and uh, from, beho- from out of the acid mm. appears a skeleton which then walks around the cellar, um, and scares her so much that she does trip into the acid and she is then killed by falling in acid um and then quickly it's revealed that uh frederick lauren has got a massive rig (laughs) that he has constructed i don't know um and then yeah Mm -hmm. he basically scared her so much she fell in acid he he, you know and then confesses to all the people as they come into the room Mm -hmm. that the the doctor and his wife were planning to kill him so he killed them first (laughs) And then it, it, they don't they don't really react to it. It kind of just goes, bum, bum, bum. Yeah, and he's like, I throw myself, I shall throw myself on the mercy of the courts. And it is, the end. <laughs> and you're like, you say, they're still like, well, they're still trapped in the house with a murder, now with a known murderer.
1: <laughs> oh dear. Um, so yeah,
0: but the, the one thing I'm sort of confused about is, and I'm, I want to just, I'm going to announce, you know, this film doesn't warrant being picked apart because it's no. just too easy. <laughs> But did he know that this, did he understand the whole plan? All right. Or is that skeleton actually the doctor's skeleton that he's then sort of like whipped out and like added onto some rig? I don't know. Yeah.
1: It's, it's, it's one of those where you're like, how, like it's like Batman how much prep time does he have to, yeah, yeah. to to do all this shit and to make sure and like and how how are they doing how is that how are they doing their own thing the wife and the doctor and then Frederick Lauren is doing the, his thing yeah. without anybody else noticing or yeah. knocking on or like or affecting one or the other Um yeah it's it's uh, it's ludicrous but it is fun I oh say it is that. yeah
0: it's a, it's a fantastically fun ending I mean the skeleton looks really sort of you know Rickety as it goes around. <laughs> I mean,
1: I mean, it's just one of those in a bloody science classroom. It, isn't it? is, yeah, it's literally is. just that.
0: Yeah, it is. It's, just, it's totally just that, which is you know still makes it really fun. And I kind of like. What I like is it, I'm not supposed. To, I'm supposed to assume um, it's she. I think she's supposed to assume it's uh, her husband's skeleton. Right. Yeah. Because he, I think he says his, there's a voice. It's over, his voice he's that like, comes over. He's he's like, like, you killed me, and I've come back for revenge. Mm. But one of the things, again, and this is the final thing I'll pick on it, um, Vincent Price is six foot five inches tall. He's a big guy. That skeleton's shorter than her. (laughs) (laughs) So at one point, I I would be a bit like, huh, that's uh, the acid shrank all the bones.
1: (laughs) You can't question the logic of ghosts, Scott. No, that's true. You can't question them. No. (laughs) But, yeah, I've... (laughs) I, mean, I don't think I would have been that scared as she was. She was terrified. Yeah. Definitely, the film definitely showed its age. Where a woman started panicking and screaming, they went, "She's hysterical." You know, I was just like, <laughs> "Fucking yeah. all right, here we go." And then he, and then he goes later on. that he goes. He goes, "No, actually, I was wrong. She's not hysterical." Yeah, <laughs> because I've seen stuff too. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. so that's the only reason I don't think she's hysterical. <laughs> the,
0: the misogyny of the psychiatrist is like, well, all women are clearly hysterical. And then he sees something of no no, it's not hysteria. It's <laughs> clearly clearly sanity, because I'm sane. <laughs> yeah. 1950s, you crazy, crazy place. Crazy, um, crazy times, crazy yeah. times. But it is good fun. That's the thing. I, I do still like this film. And even though mm. I can pick it apart and, and you know, it is slightly silly and stuff. Like you say, there's a real charm to this. And um what I would say is as well, there's a colorized version of this like knocking about as well. So if you do struggle with with um. Uh, yeah, black and white. And it is, you know, there's, there's an upgraded version. And there's are talking upgraded black and white and there's an upgraded colorized version as well. So do go check it out because it's a Vincent Price classic. It's really good fun. I mean, it has one of my, again, there's a great line when uh, Vincent Price and his wife are talking about their relationship, I suppose. And he sort of says, <laughs> Remember that time that you tried to poison me? <laughs> like, and she's like, Yes, yeah, good times. It was a good party. Like they're really sort of, like say they know they hate each other. Like, but they're mm. still kind of like it's it's, a,
1: it's almost like a reverse kind of um, Gomez and Morticia Adams almost. Yes, because because Gomez and Morticia Adams are all into dark and disturbing stuff, but they really love each other. But these yeah. these people are like putting on the kind of face of normality, but inside and and their feelings are that they fucking hate each other. So yeah, it's a it's it's fascinating. I I would love to have just seen. A lot more scenes of them together, yeah. having that banter. Um, I think that would have been great. Um, but They've yeah, got we... real,
0: they have got real chemistry. Like they oh, absolutely. Really well yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I, th- I think they really bounce off each other, and there's, you know, something a little bit sexy about it as well. There's a little bit of, uh, I don't know what it is. Oh, it's... I can
0: imagine that when yeah. they first met, like time that the bedroom fun was probably like dynamite. You know, that yeah. was it, <laughs> uh, and it's just it's just worn off. Like you know, that's the problem. Um, yeah. I mean, she's not, I think, it's his fourth wife. And, she's, you know, there is the rumours that his, his other wives all died of heart attack. So, you know, mm-hmm. less yeah. said about that, the better. But, yeah, I guess, I mean, even, I think the
1: film does have just an air of mystery in general. Like, mm-hmm. not that the, the, a mystery needs to be solved, but just an air of, like we said, things are unexplainable or how did that work? And How did they manage that? And, you know, how, how do we... You know, out of the doors open, out of the the caretakers get in and out, and yeah, you know, all that sort of stuff. So. I guess that again, that's kind of part of the fun, I think, um
0: oh, yeah, it's just it's... To,
1: just like you said, don't pull it apart, don't question it too much, uh even though we have done a bit yeah. of that ourselves, um you know, like you said, there's I'm sure there's a Riff tracks so or there's a oh there you is know, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know a mystery science theater, I imagine people have done it and and probably it's... much better than both of us could do anyway, but yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, but, it, but... It, it's, it's the thing is when you can do that kind of thing that sort of to me highlights some of the fun of it hmm. um yeah. I mean, I, I I
1: often just make fun of stuff that I love anyway. That, that's yeah. that's kind of that's kind of the charm of it. Like you know, I'll bring Andy on and we'll watch the Ewoks, and even though they're both terribly <laughs> shit films, I'll still I'll still kind of enjoy them on some level, and there'll be some enjoyment in that. Um, so yeah, I, I I it's when you poke fun at stuff unless it's just. Fucking shockingly shit. But mm. I don't know. Maybe they're they're borderline for me. It's still Star Wars, but
0: it's not, not quite on the periphery. But yes.
1: <laughs>
0: yes. But yeah, I, mean. I think so. But yeah, but anyway, so this I mean this that's the 1959 version and, and um you know it was put away as was, you know, as was 13 ghosts and others and, and things. And then like basically for sort of uh 40 years later, some studios thought. Those film needs to be remade, and they did. They remade. There was like a spate. And this was the, the spate of like the horror remake sort of. You know, they were started. called.
1: I think they were called Dark Castle Entertainment. I yes, it was. and I think it was Joel Silver, Robert Zemeckis, and a few other people. And they yeah. were like, "Yeah, we'll 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 remake all of his all of William Castle's films, films. and uh, we'll do a new spin on them." Um, and I think quite quickly they they did two films and they were
0: like right we need to do some original shit yeah <laughs> these aren't like, oh. quite working yeah they did thirteen ghosts and um house on haunted hill now actually what I will say is and I know we're gonna tear this one a new one as well mm. but I you as you say with the with the Ewoks mm. both this nineteen ninety nine house on haunted hill and thirteen ghosts. Um, with Tony Shalhoub and, and it's got like, you know, it's got like, yeah, again, yeah. It's, it's one of those where you go like, Oh, nineties cast. Amazing. Yeah.
1: Well, Shannon, Elizabeth, Matthew Lillard. Yeah. Um, a few others. Oh, uh, oh, what's his name? Salieri, What's his name? Uh, F Murray, Abraham. Uh, it. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. he's great in it.
0: Yeah. Um, it's, it, I love th- it's So yeah, it's wonderfully crap, but I love that film. Uh, 13 ghosts. And I, I kind of love this one as well. Hmm. Um, and there are reasons for why I love this film, though. Like, again, it's sort of so. House on the Hill, 1999, starring uh, or directed by William Malone, starring Jeffrey Rush as Stephen Price. I like what you did there. Um, Famke Janssen as Evelyn Stuckard Price, uh, Tay Diggs, Peter Gallagher, Chris Kattan, Ali Lata, Bridget Wilson. So like, you know, it's basically sort of like a bit of a who's who of late nineties um, stars. That's, yeah, but, yeah, not quite stars. That's probably a bit of no. a point. <laughs> <laughs> just they're above, all, just they're, above, all sh- they're
1: all shaking their fist at you now. Yeah, just, <laughs> just
0: let's be fair. Apart from sort of like Jeffrey Rush and Famke Janssen who sort of went on and had like proper career. I mean, Jeffrey Rush is a proper actor, yeah, and Famke Jansen had quite a career. Mm. But like Teddy Dix and, and Peter Gallagher and Ali Lata, like let's be fair, I liked uh, you know, I kind of like I had a crush on Ali Lata. They're all slightly above soap operas to actors, mm. to be fair. Yeah. Um. I recently watched um, *Equilibrium*, uh, another oh, yeah. another sort of early two thousands blinder, and in that like Tay Diggs and Tay Diggs versus uh, Christian Bale, <laughs> <laughs> it's just there are times in that film you're like, wow, like you know Christian Bale takes everything serious. Um, and Tay Diggs is trying to compete with him, and it's just hilarious to watch. So <laughs> that'd be something that I've got to do that one point.
1: Um, oh, man, I love that film, it's great. It's so it is, cool. yeah. yeah. Any yeah. film that
0: can make up gun carter
1: deserves an Oscar, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. To be, I mean, to be fair, like you know, we see we see it in John Wick now, don't we? It's kind yeah, of a oh, mar- yeah. it's, it's a gun carter, it's an almost martial art form of firing guns and stuff. So it d- definitely has some sort of origins there, I reckon.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's all about Christian Bale. That's everything um but this film this this film is basically a similar thing uh however they really lean into the ghosts in this one um jeffrey rusher Stephen price uh, is a theme park and sort of entertainment um millionaire he has a theme park um which is shown at the beginning which Mm. again i'm not entirely sure how this thing works on a repeatable (laughs) basis but it has a it has a um a roller coaster which literally fires off a cart full of dummies to scare the the the, the coming the car behind it literally launches it into space, like launches it into the, into the air, and they show that it's filled with dummies, which is fine. But I don't know how you then get like a damaged cars back on the track, like it makes. Mm. But it's fine, it's fine. That's good. That bit makes no again, sense.
1: Again, very much in line with the previous film, don't worry. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. Don't worry. About it. <laughs> However, the other one where they go up in a um. Like a lift, mm. and then it—it it looks like it's falling, and it's but it's shown to be like a TV screen and a fan, all sorts of stuff. I kind of like that. I thought that was mm. a really clever idea. Um, it was,
1: um, James Masters, and, wasn't it? Masters. Spike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, He's the cameraman. That,
0: yeah, and I thought that was quite a nice little. I was like, oh yeah. Um, when like, Buffy, because that was the same time as Buffy as well. So I think
1: so, yeah. 99, 99. So yeah, he probably he probably filmed that and then went on and did Buffy. Yeah. Was in, it was a season two he was in wasn't it yes so, yeah that yeah that makes sense
0: yeah so um so yes yeah this so yeah, but then then he basically he's right a similar thing he and his wife do not get on um and so he's decided he's gonna have uh, she's given a, a list for a party he's gonna just do a reduced list for his own entertainment but then the ghosts. It's 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 basically the ghosts. Internet ghosts. Internet ghosts. Again, in the '90s, computers bad. (laughs) Um, Internet bad. Um, The ghosts go onto the internet, get into his computer, and they rewrite their own list. Mm. And then the people that they write turn up to the house, um, the house on Haunted Hill, and it includes obviously Chris Kattan, who is the, who is again Watson Pritchett, and he is the caretaker of this house. And it's Mm. um, they've extended the history of this house so he used to live there as a kid um however this house which is one the architecture where if this place were, it looks amazing it's a fantastic mm. design but it's a house on top of an abandoned hospital on top of a grave <laughs> <laughs> sounds great yeah <laughs> when can when went... i move in <laughs> <laughs> yeah there are things in this house that like because but this is what we'll get to. At one point, like Chris Kattan gives them a tour. They finally get into the house, and they have like a tour of the house. Mm. And they go down the like, into the basement. They have the, the the as you walk in, there's like this massive, uh, glass paint you know uh, stained glass uh, window that eventually shatters. But like the house is really like 1930s Art Deco elaborate. Oh yeah, like, it's beautifully well. The, it the set looks.
1: Is it does look like something out of like Batman the Animated Series. Yes. It looks exactly. exactly like yeah. something like that,
0: and it's beautifully designed. I love the sets in this. For the house, are really cool. But then he's like, "Do you want to see the rest of the house?" And you're like, "All right." And they literally go down like a five, a flight of stairs that's five steps, <laughs> and all of a sudden there's these like peeled, mummified bodies in glass cases. <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, we had these in the basement when I was a kid." He just like, "Sorry, what?" <laughs> oh yeah this is the entrance to where it was a psychiatric hospital and they did terrible experiments on people oh right i'm sure uh, you know your family must have been sensible enough to clear out all the electrical equipment and those dangerous things nope (laughs) we left (laughs) we left everything down here (laughs) Um, the house is
1: evil let's get out
0: yeah Um, and he is that same person he's he's your sort of the doom saying exposition device who's basically sort of knows all the ghosts and all this other stuff um and so yeah you go around and you find out that there was they committed so there was a doctor uh, played by the wonderful Jeffrey Coon.
1: Oh yes, my favorite. What Massive, a man.
0: massively underused in in this film. Yeah. I was like I was just like just have him like
1: I don't know like show a video of him or you know have him appear as the go make him the the, the main ghost to the end or yeah. like a, ver- a version of that. I was like why are you why are you wasting him? He's He's quality, and every time he turned up, it, it, like it put a smile on my face because like he's even even in this minor, minor, minor role, he's still absolutely smashing it.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Now Jeffrey Coombs is like yeah. he's So I was so disappointed when he's not in at the end because I, I thought that was the end. I mm. thought like you know it's the Doctor comes for him, and I was kind of disappointed when you're like oh okay it's not that oh well. But yeah, he's in it as, as in in different roles. But you've got this whole like maze of, um. Things under the house, um, that, that you know Chris Catan appears to have been aware of from when he was a child, yeah. Um, you know, we've all had that, haven't we? We've all had somewhere where you know they say, like, you know, lock the latchkey kid, just come off and play in the mm. psychiatric hospital under the house, it'll be fine, yeah. So, just come back when I call you for dinner, go play with the ghosts, <laughs> no play with the, go play with the electric, the electrocution therapy equipment. <laughs> Um, and so they do. They've got this thing and, and basically they're locked in. The house locks them in. Um, mm. and they're to, But they're all going to get, a, you know, these people are going to get a million dollars if they stay tonight. That's the, the party game. And much like the previous film, you know, Famke Janssen as the wife um, doesn't want to come to the party. And again, same twist. It's all very similar. But the idea is she's going to scare them enough into shooting Jeffrey Rush. Mm. Um, but this is like, yeah, this one takes away the possibility there's no sort of like is it is it not haunted Mm. like this is very much haunted Um, yeah
1: it is a it is on haunted hill yes um yeah i i i'm glad like i like again like again this is this shows about like remakes and reinterpretations reboots Mm. what what have you and i like that they went okay that but different, you know. Let's yeah, exactly. let's lean point. let's lean into the ghost thing, and I appreciated that because I was like, okay, this is at least it's not the fucking same thing, beat for beat, yeah, you yeah. know, and the same the same scares, the same ideas. But you still have the the same elements. You still have the party favors. You still have the money. But in this mm-hmm. in this one, if they it's he said if they kill off any of the other person, it gets added to the pot. He said, yeah. If anyone dies, yeah, like,
0: the the million pounds is distributed amongst the rest of yeah. the survivors. And again, I would have liked to have seen a bit
1: of, you know, like, oh, maybe I'll kill you, maybe you'll kill me, or maybe we'll work together and we'll do this. Mm. Like, there's, there was opportunity for that, um, but yeah, we didn't, we didn't quite get that. Again, that's a movie I'm writing in my own head. Um, but what we got, I, I, you know, I quite enjoyed. Again, I don't think either of these films are perfect, no, um, in in any aspect. But I still, I still had a lot of fun with them. And there was a, a again, there was, again, there wasn't a lot of depth to a lot of the characters, like. Again, I'm pretty sure I didn't know why Tay Diggs was there. I think he's just a he was a former baseball player, but yeah. I don't think he said again well, what,
0: you, what why he needs the money or anything. I'm like, I could well, just deal with a little bit of that. That's a really good that's a really good point, actually. Is one of the things that sort of in the first film, the reason that, that um Vincent Price's character chose them is because through his connections because of his business, he knows that each one of these people is in financial trouble. And so couldn't refuse $10,000. That's the mm. point. Like He wants to he wants to feel powerful, so he wants to play with them. He wants to sort of, you know, I've got the money, you haven't. I can give you yeah. the money. Mm. And so it's a power play. Um, that's the point. I think sort of like the Stephen Price character in, in um, the Jeff Rush character is looking to do that with his, mm. his first list, but the ghosts then take over. Mm. And what you find out is there was a fire um, in the hospital um, so it's riddled with fire damage as well mm. um, just so you know for when kids start playing in it <laughs> um, uh, but some people survived so the, 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 there was an event or there was an incident where this doctor, this doctor Valt or whatever played by Jeffrey Rush uh, Vanakut like, Van- Van- yeah played yeah. by Jeffrey Coombs, sorry, is um was killed and so were all these other people and so the ghosts have reached out through the internet and the people that were invited are the descendants of the people that survived um, this fire. Yeah. And so the only reason Tay Diggs is there is because he's descendant. But like you say, they've received an invite and he could have just gone,
1: no. <laughs> he could have turned them out. Yeah, why did it? Like, you're not the people I
0: invited. Uh, off, you, off you pop. Either way, like it could have been like, you know, it could have been like, Tay Diggs could have received that invite and then just gone, I'm a former baseball player. I don't need this. <laughs> I've yeah. got money. I'm fine. You know, um, you know, one's a psychiatrist who seems pretty well to do. I'm pretty sure he'll be like, ah. Eh you know it seems to be just this law of money just seems mm. to be like oh the, a million dollars is going to be enough to get anyone to go and just go yes i'm going to get into this hearse and drive to this house with a bunch of people like and do you think it's a bit of
1: a coincidence that again she wrote out a list of guests he deleted it yeah jeffrey rush sub- substituted his his list yeah and then the ghost rewrote the list themselves like themselves mm-hmm. and invited these people coincidentally the wife knows the psychiatrist that's a good point like like that is a quite a
0: coincidence that's a good point i I hadn't i hadn't even registered that that the ghost created the list yet there's Mm. still there is still a connection there's still a there's still a murder plot going on (laughs) that actually is quite intricate as well yeah Quite a, um, quite a lot of levels to it, definitely. But yeah, yeah. That includes her faking her own death and him reviving her. So mm. yeah. I, maybe it just invited the others and was just sort of like he just turned, was gonna turn up anyway. But again, mm. like it's not really explained. Mm. But then
1: but then again, Jeff Jeffrey Rush's character knows about the affair. So yeah. Did they both? Did the wife and the the husband, Jeffrey Rush and Famke Yantin, invite him on both lists? So then maybe the ghost just included it in
0: the third list. (laughs) They've got this one's on both of theirs. All right, we'll throw him a bone. (laughs) We'll include him because they both seem to want him there. But then the coincidence is. That he's also related to the people that, yeah, that, that killed be, all the that seems to be the case. Of, like he still yeah. seems to be related to this. That's
1: that's a lot of coincidences. It's, it's
0: really, yeah, it's really to, the 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 level of sort of like twist in this is really unclear. And <laughs> um uh, you know obviously because you know, the, the other thing as well is that that the Ali Lata character isn't the person who was invited. Like the person who was invited was her boss, and so she's impersonator, so she's not actually and so, the, you know, and again, it's one of those things. that the moment you realise, or the moment she identifies as not being mm. actually related, you know she's the final girl. Like she's, oh, she's yeah. going to survive because mm. she's not part of the um, the, the death crew. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's again, it's one of those where you go, you sort of like you so say, you start to scratch away, and you go, this doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> like, it makes, um, and the twists around some of the stuff in this, because like I say. Um, Famke Janssen sort of gets electrocuted, and um, you know, or is she? like mm. You know, she's doing a lot of work, but she is dead because he has to revive her. Mm. And I'm going like, I was really confused. This is what I was confused about. So, the, so she is she disappears, and then she is mm. found on a table, strapped in. And she's got like, this headpiece on. She's got the mouth sort of guards. So she doesn't bite a tongue and she's being electrocuted and they're all going around flipping switches and pulling levers trying to stop it. And eventually they do. And it's the doctor that declares her dead. So I'm like, mm. cool. But then she is dead. Because <laughs> <laughs> later on, he comes back Well, I don't know if she's actually dead, but she might be one yeah. of those sort of like comas or something, but she, he has to inject her with something to revive her mm. So did she actually get electrocuted? Or like, I don't know, at what point did hmm. she fall into this thing that then needed to be revived from? I don't understand that either. Yeah. I don't know if
1: maybe it was like a, a drug he gave her before and then he, yeah, had, maybe, he had to get a, like, the antidote. Or
0: It's uh, one of those where sort of they've just gone to such a level of complexity you're like, <laughs> there is such an easier version of this. Like, <laughs> just, yeah, I don't, I, I
1: don't know. I don't know. Um, Yeah. It, it was a bit weird as well because she was technically dead and he was he was groping her quite a bit when she was dead and i was like oh what is he what, what i was like what age rating is this because he's he's going he's going quite far south with his hand um i was like Oof. um and then it, and then she wakes up and she's
0: like uh i haven't been molested i love you uh <laughs> well, not only that but like, he injects her in the thigh with this whatever it is and then mm. like say she wakes up and not only is she sort of like you know oh you weren't molesting me it's not like you know, oh I haven't been dead for half an hour yeah I <laughs> haven't
1: got burns or internal damage or anything uh I'm
0: totally fine yeah yeah so yeah it does it, then it turns out you know she's clearly a psychopath as well because then she kills the doctor and chops his head off and it all goes a bit like I'm like I have no idea like mm. again I'm a bit like it sort of starts to fold in on itself towards the end where I'm just like, you know, this is giving me twist after twist after twist or reveal after reveal. And it's sort of like, yeah, you didn't need all this. Like the ghosts mm. were enough. Mm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's there's There was a lot of kind of opportunity, I think, for, again, like... I, I did enjoy seeing more of the, the dynamic between um, the Price character and the wife. Yes. Um, we see a lot more of that. And it's a lot more like, ah! yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it's, a, it's a bit like kind of a bit more violent, it's a bit more visible. It's a bit more, um, you know, it's, it's a bit more in your face. Yes. Uh, than the kind of subtlety of the, of the previous film. But it, again, it, at least it's different. You know, it's mm. not the same. So I, I appreciate that. Um, and, and apparently like Jeffrey Rush wanted to dress so he didn't dress as Vincent Price. He he des- he dressed as John Waters. Yes. <laughs> um. So, but then because they they were like, oh, we quite like that look, so we'll just we'll just say it's a bit more pricey than than yeah. John Waters. Um. But yeah, it's it's. I I, I I again, there was another character I didn't think we needed was the was um Sonya Blade for a Mortal Kombat. Yes. With, with just walking around with a with a camcorder, camera. and I was like, "Wow, that is nineties that camcorder." Yeah. It's not even one of those foldable ones. It's just like a big, it's massive, block. yeah, it's huge. Like you need a, a decent sized bag for that thing. It well, it, it, me... it almost what does it remind me of? Oh, I'll tell you what it reminds me of. Do you remember Goosebumps? Remember the TV show Goosebumps? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do, do you remember the say cheese and die camera? Yeah. That just that massive spacey yeah. version. I have no idea why they chose to do that with it as well. Like when I read the book, it was like, oh, it's just a regular camera. But then <laughs> when I get into that, they're like, it's a fucking toaster. So <laughs> yeah. it looks like.
0: Look at this. It takes both <laughs> hands to carry this around. <laughs> or
1: whatever, whatever noise it made. But yeah, it reminded it reminded me a bit of that. I was like, it's just it's just really, really dates it, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. Um, well, this, this, yeah,
0: and she gets a, you know, this is where. Um people's reactions in this film are, are, are a bit weird as well because mm. she goes missing she's off looking for things they hear a scream and then when they find it, they just find a pile of like a, a puddle of blood and then a trail of blood that goes up the wall and disappears like into the ceiling mm. and they're all like well that's bad <laughs> <laughs> well i don't know what to do but they're like no one's going like that's really fucking weird. Like there's something that mm. reacts, but everyone's like, there just seems there's a there's a level of calmness still mm. before it sort of escalates. And I'm just like, mm. yeah, you I know you're trying to maintain um the tension to to ratchet it up, mm. but like I think you've gone too far already. Yeah. Um also they kind of all of a sudden they kind of like the
1: the whole money thing gets thrown out the window almost immediately as well, like the whole yes. competition thing. Um like they've set up the rules. They've said this, you do that, you do this. But almost instantly, the second they get locked in, they're like, ah, oh. they literally just throw that away. Like yeah. plot plot device. they were just like, no, it's, it doesn't matter anymore until it comes back at the end. Mm. Um, and and even then, I'm like, mm, I, don't, I don't know how, how real that money is. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's like
0: Monopoly money from his from his theme parks. Uh, well, it's, I, a, I think- it's a it's a check made out to cash, isn't it?
1: Mm, yeah. and they're
0: like oh it's five because then they've got five million to sort of share between them between Ali Alilata and Ty Diggs are the ones that mm. survive but I'm still like can you cash this could, could surely if the police turn up
1: mm, that'll be confiscated and... it's evidence
0: really yeah. isn't it like, yeah. you know, what are you doing with the envelope we won it well I'm not I'm not sure that stands anymore can I have <laughs> I think this is evidence you know this is like motivation Like you may have killed these people for five million dollars
1: I'm still waiting for a film, right, that picks up directly after a horror film, and it's just a court case. Yeah, <laughs> of, of everything that happened before, and them <laughs> having to fucking explain why they had, had all of their friends are dead, and they survived, and this other guy with an
0: axe in his head, and all this look, other a stuff. But the supernatural, not I don't. Yeah, like uh, think Scream, right? The court mm. case for Scream is a, is just a, it's just a court case, right? Mm. That makes sort of sense. I can imagine sort of you know, Nev Campbell's character and Gale, whether sure. sort of having to go through that. Fine. I want the court case at the end of like Nightmare on Elm Street. (laughs) Why is the room full of blood? Why is there a hole in the bed? Like, you know, how did someone in the locked room sort of get slashed up? Like, I want that court case where the lawyer just goes. Yeah,
1: weird. Like, maybe Evil Dead, even. Like, Evil Dead would be a good one. Um, Why did you kill your girlfriend? Oh, she was a demon. Right, of course. You're going to jail, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, that sort of thing. Like that's what I thought about. Like that's what I thought was funny about Ash versus the Evil Dead is people like chopped up his girlfriend. why isn't he in jail? <laughs> like why? Ashy slashy, yeah, Ashy slashy, <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I I, I, I don't know. Uh, like <laughs> the ending, I will say the ending kind of made me laugh because it it was the, that last line. I was like, I almost predicted it. I was like. They're gonna, they're gonna get outside and then they're, gonna, <laughs> they're be on top of this big thing, the big building, and they're gonna be like, how do we get down from here? <laughs> yeah. And literally fucking sat. I was like,
0: shit, I could write this. <laughs> <laughs> and have. <laughs> yeah. What you do is that because there was a sequel to this as well, the return to House on Haunted Hill. Mm, okay. Um, I, I've not seen it. Um, no, it, neither looks, I. it looks horrendously awful. I think it's like three point something on on IMDB. Um, but it's choose your own adventure. So you can actually do like through the oh, cool. choices you go. So it was quite, apparently it was an early adopter of that. Hmm. But yeah, I would like that film to start with, or at least at some point they get to the house and they hmm. open that hatch in the thing. And there's just these two desiccated corpses hmm. of the people that sort of like Ty Diggs corpse, Ali Lata's corpse, where they are just like, well, they survived the ghost, but they ended up actually dying of starvation and exposure on ah. this, you know, <laughs>
1: So the, the alien three of uh the yeah, basically kill, them off,
0: kill them off off screen <laughs> just for utter disappointment. I and... think
1: I've got a few friends who say um like with the slasher films they, they feel like if you've survived one slasher film, that's your get out of jail free card. You shouldn't be killed in the next one or anything yeah, like yeah. that. Um, because you've you've proved that you can you have the metal to do that. Um but yeah. <laughs> I guess it does happen quite a lot, doesn't it? It's like, oh, we followed this character, but now
0: we kill him and get a new yeah, one. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. We're not even going to show you them. They sort of died off screen. Really. Yeah. Um, we're cool. going to Sarah Connor them. Is what we're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, God. But yeah, but yeah but, but I want actually. So I do want to talk about that. So we talked to Jeffrey Rush because I do. I do want to talk about this sort of because this sort of runs in part parallel with, um, thirteen ghosts because uh, there's a sort of like a style that they gave this. This this, this Dark Castle gave this a style that I actually really enjoy, and it became again a bit of a cliche. It came up again; I think it was used repeatedly. But that like juddering movement that certain ghosts have, mm. um yeah, and yeah. sort of it's used really, it's used uh, probably a bit overused in Thirteen Ghosts. Mm. But there's a scene in this where you see the doctor, you see the Jeffrey coombs sort of doctor on a, on a TV monitor. And the way that he moves like that juddering sort of movement is really really well cre- mm. it's really creepy and really well done yeah. um but i like it as well there's like a um a sensory chamber isn't there that's sort of basically a mm. massive spinning thing yeah. And and um Jeffrey rush's character sort of stuck in that and it goes off and then you have like you know jeffrey Coombs' character coming out it's sort of mm. like um what do they call them when they sort of spin and you see the sort of like you know it's that sort of thing? It's like, a it's like an
1: animated, thing. yeah, like yeah. an animated thing. I can't remember what they're called. I was going to say kaleidoscope, but that's way wrong. Yeah, uh, but you get, you get what it is. It's, a, it's yeah. like a
0: spinning disc, and because of the way that the, the it's way an animated chill, thing it animates the, um, the images behind it, um, and it's but I love the way he sort of like he blends through it and he's just bouncing a ball and he's just grinning, and it's sort of like it's but it still looks like a painting and stuff. It's mm. it's um. Some of that stuff that they do is genuinely creepy, and oh. I and I just really enjoy it. I think it looks yeah. great. I read I read that
1: the a, a lot of the stuff they the ghosts and the images and things that they used, um, which I, I think is some of the best stuff, is that it's inspired by Jacob's Ladder. Yes, um, and I can definitely see that. And I know one of the creatures was actually um going to be used in ghost story have you seen that yeah ghost dick story? smith yeah, yeah i love Ghost yeah, yeah. Good yeah, film. yeah it's mm. a great film really really good i think it's aged very well actually ghost mm. story um and uh i think it's very i think i think it might be a, a feminine film one i think that one that's worth lot, yeah that would be interesting in conversation that, that would be a lot there'll be a lot to say on that one um without spoiling it um but yeah uh there's a face that comes out i think during that and that was supposed to be in that, but it got cut for some reason. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and yeah, it's brilliant. I love that sort of imagery, but the imagery I don't like. <laughs> <laughs> As you were talking about a blot earlier, and this is what mm. this is. This is a, a shit Rorschach thing. So we we finally <laughs> acknowledge that there is a ghostly presence, a vengeful ghostly presence, and that Pritchard was right, is the house is evil. It's evil. Mm. And, uh, and it comes out of this one room that is... Like it's been boarded up and and blocked off, which is clearly where the 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 main fire started yeah. during that that opening sequence at the start of the film in 1931, I think it was. And uh, we we start like it's them fighting because Jeffrey, like we've we've they've killed off Jeffrey, uh, seemingly killed off Jeffrey, shot him to death. But he's got blood packs and he's got a bulletproof vest. Oh, yeah. he's alive. And then he starts trying to kill her and he throws her through this wall. And then all the ghosts come out. And apparently, the, the effect was used, um, it was kind of, love, it was based on Lovecraft stuff, Lovecraftian ideas. But also, it's apparently
0: lots of naked women writhing. Well, the way, yeah. So I would, it basically, because at first I was like, oh, it's, it, this is shonky CGI. Like they've just mm. done something It looks a bit crap. But basically, what I read about it was it's not... It is computer animated, but what it is, it's lots and lots of film footage that's been spliced together. And actually, mm. a lot of it is of the cast mm. and other stuff. So, you know, there are people in there in, in this thing. but And then it was, like you say, it's designed to be... They say Lovecraftian, right? Mm. I've read an awful lot of Lovecraft, right? I can imagine. <laughs> it's. And I was thinking, whenever the people say this, oh, we've, we've really tried to dig into that Lovecraftian idea. I'm going to... Mm. Yeah, you haven't.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean I've <laughs> got it's got tentacles yeah. and some stuff and I've gone like, yeah, you've sort of yeah. surfaced it. Rather, yeah. It's an ink blot. It looks like a Rorschach
1: test. I was gonna say, yeah, it's exactly that. That's what I saw. I was like I was like um <laughs> What's it in Peep Show, and he he shows in the Rorschach test in Peep Show, and he's like, "What do you see?" It was like a butterfly, and in his head, he's like a devouring twat, <laughs> 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 a massive devouring twat. Um, and I, I, I was just like, and that, the second I was like, oh, it's, "It's it's like um, you'll have seen Halloween two, Rob Zombie's yeah, Halloween yeah, yeah, two, yeah, yeah. and there's the ink blot in there, and it's like, oh, what do you see? It's obviously clearly that fucking white horse metaphor he's trying yeah. to yeah fucking ham fist into that film. <laughs> God, it was shit that film. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, there's, it's this, and I, I thought, and I thought, okay, it's going to absorb Famke, Famke Jansen and maybe she'll become like a, you know, a ghostly figure, like a mm. black dress or a kind of a spooky thing. Uh, but it kind of just eats her, and then it's kind of just like, it's like a really, I don't know, a really shit Mothman or something. It's just, well, it's,
0: it's just the, the, one of the things that's interesting about it is, it's not clear what it is, is in the mm. sense of like, or what how tangible it is because hmm. it does. It absorbs Frank Janssen and it sort of does that sort of thing. And it sort of, there's parts of it that are smoke hmm. and then there's parts of it that look a bit like ink because it's got that liquid flowy hmm. stuff to it. And then obviously then it's got these writhing figures in it and stuff, but it, but, but because it seemed, it's like, again, um, it's like, it's basically like a metaphor for this film. <laughs> you know, what I said that there's too much going on. Hmm. It's the same thing. They've just given this too many layers. Mm. there's too many ideas sort of like woven into this one thing you know where they've got you going. oh look just roll it back make it, it could just be a smoke it could just be you know this black mist or this black uh ink thing that sort of mm. like it's linked with fire so smoke makes sense or like you yeah, know make sure. it ashy or whatever like do something but the, this idea That's then going up. Oh, it looks like hr geiger it looks like this it looks like you know it's lovecraft and you're going it doesn't mm. need all bad it looks like it, it looks too much it's over it's overly uh, what's the, overly designed yeah
1: yeah yeah i think i think you're right and like you, like you were saying look the lo- lovecraftian the word lovecraftian is just whatever kind of you want it to be yeah. in a way like like people just use that oh it's lovecraftian i'm like okay is it is it exploring those themes those ideas yeah. that he was exploring <laughs> yeah no, it's just got a load of fucking tentacles and shit and it's coming from another dimension. And I'm like, okay, I'm not 100% yeah. sure. But, uh, you know, I'm I'm open to the interpretation. Like there's, you know, there's tons of stuff where I'm like, not necessarily Lovecraftian, but a little, maybe a little, or there's this? But you know, uh, it, it seems almost 2D as well. I, I just yes. it didn't it didn't feel properly alive to me. It just felt like like when it's coming down the hall, it's just coming at them in in a 2D fashion. Yes, and, it, and I was like, it should maybe uh, the best. I will tell you what, the best bit was is when it went under the floor and it started shooting and popping up the floorboards.
0: Yes, like that that was, I, that good. was
1: like. That's great. Like more of that, like have it go up the walls, maybe like we, like the blood went up the walls. So why don't we see it go, go up the walls and break all the tiles off or something like that. I was thinking what a better uh, finale would have been is if Jeffrey Combs possessed uh, Jeffrey Rush's character. Mm -hmm. And then you could kind of flip between the two. You could kind of have them doing the, the performance you could have like an effect where he's like you know slightly coming out of the between body. the two of them so yeah. yeah absolutely and then and then you've got you've got you know you get Jeffrey Rush being a villain you get the Jeffrey Combs coming in and, and having a bit more of a tangible part in it as well um instead of this kind of weird effect I just it it, it kind of I'll be honest I kind of switched off a little bit yes, when it's
0: I know. I, I can see why. I
1: yeah. totally see why. And it's um, and again when Tay T Diggs was like right at the end, he was like, "I'm adopted." Yeah. yeah, I was like, I was like, really? You're pulling out the adopted card. um yeah. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, all oh, right, right at the last minute, and then oh, he's just got out in time, just just barely.
0: Um. Oh no, the the ghost, was it the ghost of Jeffrey Rush helps him, or the ghost no, of... No, it's the ghost of Pritchard. It's, Pritchard, it's the ghost of Pritchard. The ghost, yeah, Chris Catan's yeah. ghost, of, like, forced ghost appears <laughs> to save the day. Fucking okay, hell. And again, this is one of those things where, like, you know I said there's too many ideas in this mm. film. And you know, you need... We've seen ghosts, we know that ghosts exist, but you've only ever seen them you've not seen them in close quarters yeah. and there's been some interesting scenes. Like when that, um, when Sonya blade sort of going around with the camera, hmm. the bit where she goes into looking one of the, the surgery rooms and she, on the camera, she can see, yeah, an operation going, and that's a good, and they sort of, they spot, they, they see her and turn around, but there's nobody actually in the room just hmm. on the film. And I like that. That's a really good thing. Yeah. So you've had this thing about, okay, well, this is what ghosts are. They've either All you've ever seen them is appear on film or in some warped way in that mm. sensory thing. You've not seen the ghosts interact with the audience. Oh, sorry, interact with yeah, the cast. the characters in, in some way, yeah. So there's been no sort of like, you know, Chekhov's ghost, where they've gone, oh, ghosts have these capabilities to interact with the physical world. Mm. And at the end of it, all of a sudden... Um, Criscottan's goes to Peter's to save the day by pulling a lever to sort of open a hatch, um, and I'm just like, "Oh, all right, well that's that's a real, that's like a true do six that is like you've just, yeah. it, you know, the machine is and oh, it's, just... <laughs> it's such, I mean, just, I mean, I mean it's a
1: blink, it's kind of a blink and you'll miss it as well.
0: Well, like I did have want... to flash back. I was like, "What the? F- yeah. What was
1: what, that? How did they get? Out? Yeah, how did they fuck? Did they get out? One of them gets out and then the others trapped in. Like, what? I, I would just have." Sort of... I, I get that they both kind of have to survive because yeah, they've yeah. got nothing to do with the the burning of the of the inmates. Mm. Um so so they they're there by in error. They're they're not supposed to be there, uh, technically in, in some fashion, because she's the secretary of her boss who was involved. Yeah, who was yeah, who's a descendant, yeah. Yeah. So but then if if that's the case. Like, wouldn't wouldn't the ghost know? Wouldn't the ghost
0: be aware of this? Wouldn't they maybe jettison them in some way? Or what, more more than that, why do the ghosts care? <laughs> <laughs> At that point, you're just like, well, I've got you here now. So I'm, I've already, you've, you, you know, I'm going to kill mm. you. So we might as well kill everybody. They killed Jeffrey Rush, and he wasn't related to anybody. I thought he was. I thought he was one of the. I thought no. one of them. No, no. Okay. Uh, so it's just a guests. So yeah, it, it, it's not really. That, yeah, that, that that sort of like. So you know, that it's not so, like they're
1: getting revenge specifically on those people. They're, no, they're that's what that it. was the
0: idea, but mm. um just like fuck it, let's have a party. <laughs> so yeah, at this point, they're just like, eh, yeah, I'm, it. I'm here for the party, yeah,
1: murder party.
0: <laughs> so yeah, so you know, I don't think the revenge the revenge plot doesn't really work. The twists, repeated <laughs> twists of like, you know, he's dead, he's not dead, she's dead, she's not mm. dead, you know. Is, yeah. is a bit much it's just this film is very over designed um however i would say again i do have there is a sense of fun to this film i mm. kind of enjoy these, these dark mm. castle films this and 13 ghosts i mean the 13 yeah. ghosts one is also so massively over designed and has mm. one of the silliest concepts ever <laughs> if you've ever watched it it's, it's 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 actually got some really good ghost designs and some really sort of creepy stuff but the whole thing takes place in a glass house, a literal glass house. Oh. And at no and there is a line in it where someone goes, Well, how do you go to the bathroom? And no one answers. And it's just sort of left hanging in the air for the rest of the film. And everyone's like, Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Like, how do you how do you go for a shower? Like <laughs> I'm really confused as to how this house works.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean it's quite it's it's actually quite similar in a way, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I I deal, like the, these you know, un- unlikely people end up at this house. There's ghosts. You know, they've yeah. got to use unusual tactics to get out. And you know, there's guy constantly shouting and warning them. um
0: Yeah, there's, there's quite a lot of similarities. There's very, yeah, they, they'd be a good or bad actual double feature, to be perfectly <laughs> <Yeah>. honest.
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah.
0: Um, but anyway, this is House on Haunted Hill, so really let's yeah. but let's talk, let's, let's wrap up on that then. So, sure. House on Haunted Hill, so we've had 1959 and we've had mm. 1999. Um, mm. two films, I think you know, I think we both sort of agree that there's they are, as you said, they're not perfect by no. any stretch. But uh, of the two, which would you prefer? <sighs> mm. It's
1: a tough one. Like I know we, I know we turned turned into like the nineteen ninety when I won, but it is kind of my era of kind yeah, yeah, yeah. of when I was getting into those sort of things and those sort of films. You know, I I think I, I think a lot of this. The, I think both of them have a lot of similar problems as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there's, it's again, it's like. This one is taking itself a little bit. The 1991... 1999 is taking itself a bit more seriously, and mm-hmm. it's a bit more like the the try again, trying use things out, trying the CGI, uh, much like William Castle did. So you know, you've got to appreciate them, kind of, you know, the the uh, reach extends their grasp or whatever you call it. And uh, and yeah, but then I do quite like the kookiness. I like that it's longer and it has more. There's a bit more to
0: it. There's more meat on the bone of it. The, yeah, the...
1: there's a bit more meat, there's a bit more of that. Uh again, it's not necessarily what I wanted from the premise, but mm-hmm. um but I guess I think there are other films that do that, you know, uh maybe maybe something like Would You Rather with Jeffrey Combs Yes, that's a is very kind, film. Is, yeah. is kind of that. So yeah. uh so I guess we've had that elsewhere. So again, um I'll get out of my own way. Uh I don't think that the 1999 version is as charming.
0: Mm, that's my problem.
1: Yeah, I again, I appreciate the effects. I appreciate the ideas. I like that they go full full pelt with the ghosts. Mm. They don't hold. They don't hold back. Um, you know, I lo- I love the scene where like Jeffrey Rush is going back to his his mate, who's like doing all this <sighs> stuff behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. And he's and like, it, oh, how's she doing this? I don't know how she's working. Cause they keep blaming each other, like, it's definitely you. No, it's an idea. It's, 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 and uh and then he's like, Oh, and he goes back and he's actually got a guy behind everything. And, uh, and then he just finds it with his face all off. <laughs> yeah, his head's got uh,
0: the top half he's it, been scooped out like a melon. Like it's <laughs> it's a good it's a good effect. I mean, there is yeah. there's some good bloody scenes in in yeah own version
1: and i think i think it i kind of again i, I don't think i was expecting it to be as gruesome as mm. well because because of, of the first one is quite playful um it's 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 really it's a really tough decision um i think i'm gonna go i think i'm gonna go with the original mm. Just because I think Vincent Price, there's like, as much as I love Jeffrey Rush and all the other actors in there, there's nobody of that caliber. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And nobody has that charm. Like, even, even Jeffrey Rush is a bit shouty and a bit, blah, you know, and it's, it's sometimes a little bit too much. Um, I think Famka Jansen's playing more of a, almost more of a Vincent Price esque style of character. Yes. Um, and a bit more cold and calculating. But I think. I think the the original, like we said, it's fun, it's kooky, it's charming, and I don't think it's necessarily something you get today Mm -hmm. or in 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 modern cinema because it is some. It's a it's a unique time capsule of that time, and yeah, it doesn't make sense and it's ludicrous and it's you know there's you could pull it apart and you can make fun of it, but still there's there's something about all the different pieces that really it It kind of doesn't work, but the the power of the performances and the belief that this will you know change cinema mm. uh, and it'll be a new new way of watching film. it kind of it kind of powers you through again, it's it's short, it's sweet, doesn't stick around. It gets all its points across, you know, um I think the characters for the most part are, you know, i th- I think. I don't know. I, th- I think the characters for both are pretty similar. They the, they are both lacking a bit of depth. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, th- I think I think I have to go for for the original. Um, but I did really enjoy the the 1999 one. Um, but again, it has a lot of the same problems. But I think, like, I kind I kind of forgive the effects a bit more in that one mm-hmm. as well. Like at this point, we've had in 1999, we've had Terminator, Jurassic Park, and things like. <laughs> So we should be at a point where, you know, a two D ink blot is is it looks good and and scary and, mm. and it's powerful. It's doing something. But I do think the practical effects in there are good as well. I like some of the some of those spookier aspects as well, like the Jeffrey Combs and the the asylum stuff. But yeah, I don't know. There's there's something there's there's such a unique charm that I don't think you could recapture in a remake or a reboot or
0: something like yeah. that. It seems I agree with what you're saying actually because I think the um the charm is what carries it for me in that mm-hmm. first one uh, and there's just it's just because there's some sort of like you know the it, it, it isn't it, it, you know predominantly the Vincent Price character sure but the, but his chemistry with his wife and stuff and some of the sort of like the their interactions are so good and so sort of like uh, poisonous but in that mm-hmm. sort of like you know that. Charming way, um, and the Pritchard character in the original is just—I mm. don't know. There's something about that's just more fun. That sort of like you know, a, it's a, of course, yeah. kind of character. Like he's clearly like you know, um, the, the, there's a meanness to the '99 version, mm. um, which I, I don't—I I don't mind because again, I kind—I of, do enjoy that '99 version for, mm. for many reasons. Like you say, it's got some great gore in it. There's some there's mm. some relatively good jump scares and there's some good interesting yeah. bits but like you say it doesn't quite cohere together to form something it doesn't quite have the charm mm. um and like you said that that fight the finale is just is kind of sort of where you're and like no this isn't what you should be doing there's, there's a better <laughs> version of this um, and it is almost one of those things where you'd say that mm. you know run the tests what do we what does this look like this weird in block thing and someone mm. should have said someone so should have said mm. This doesn't work.
1: Yeah, can we do something
0: else? Can we do something simpler? Can we do something else that's more effective? Um, and you know, I'm sure it would have. Um, I mean, there was a cut scene that's on apparently on the DVD mm. where um, Ali Lata's character falls through the floors and falls into the but into the fire, the where the fire took place, right. and is attacked by uh, corpses breaking through the ash. Oh wow. Yeah, and I'm like, why is that still not in the film? Like, that's, like, a really good idea. Like, that's what it should be. Like, the, the ash coming to life, like, those sorts of things. The house itself coming back. Have you ever seen the film Monster House? The, the, like a yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I was thinking. Like, you know, the house itself should start to twist and, and like you said, when the floor explodes and yeah. stuff, like, that's the stuff I was, I was enjoying. Mm and i think that's a better a better version of this yeah make um, the, make the house itself a, like a weapon
1: you know, yeah like, like you yeah, are trapped
0: like, inside this thing yeah and like
1: the, the bulbs are popping out and the the water spraying
0: on you or the
1: sewage and you know, like the floors yeah, there's things up.
0: coming up and you can get like jeffrey coombs coming out and or whatever like you know so i think there's a version of it that would have been really good but it's just disappointing but like i say the the kookiness, I like I like going back to this word. There's a, there's a sort of like a quaint kookiness to the 59 mm. version that I just really enjoy. But like even at the end of it where I'm like that, you know, he killed his wife and her lover and may or may not have used his lover's skeleton in order to kill his wife. Like, There's a real sort of like, you know, there's some mm. twistedness in that one, but I'm still like, yeah, but it's fun.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I think, I think because of its charm and its kookiness and all the words we've been using to describe mm. it, I think we're a lot more forgiving of the problems and the faults and the the holes in the logic uh, and stuff not working or or working like, you know, the... The the blanks in his gun. How did he make that pot explode <laughs> when he shot yeah. it? Doesn't you know, we don't get an explanation. We'll have to do it ourselves. We'll have to um, you know make up our own head cannon on, mm. on how that works and why that works. And I'm sure there's a lot of kind of uh, videos and articles about how it all worked and how he made it happen, or did he? Um, mm. You know, uh, and I think because because like you were saying, it's not the 99 one is not as cohesive that. That last sequence, the chase sequence with the with the ink blot, and you know all that other stuff. There is some moments where it is like there's a lot of there's a bit of playfulness to it, like when you know when uh, Jeffrey Rush is trying to open the doors, he's trying to find the the switch, and he's like ah, he's trying them all, it's not working, he throws something at one lever, and he's like oh, he did it, right? <laughs> you know, and then <laughs> yeah. like there's there's some mo- there's mo- there's moments of genius and there's moments of fun like that, but I, I think they're too far. I think it, it's it's either it's it, it's it needs to either lean one way or the other. It either needs to go super serious, mm. or it needs to it needs to lean into that coup camp yeah. camp. And and the ninety nine one just kind of you know just it's in a middle ground and no no man's land.
0: It, it wavers over both mm. lines, doesn't? it? Like, there's scenes where it, like it tries to be serious, and then you've got another scene where you've got Jeffrey Coombs dressed in a three piece suit bouncing a ball. You know, yeah, you're like. What are you? Mm. <laughs> What's your you identity? Yeah, what are you trying a, to be? Yeah, what are you trying to be? And I think if it if it'd have lent into, yeah, let's say one or the other. Mm. If anything, I'd like it to have lent into the the camp kookiness. I think it would have been an absolute, you know, it would have become like a cult classic where you'd have gone like, oh it's yeah. nuts. And it really yeah. went for it. Um I think you're right. I think it would have had that
1: fun. Mm. Um and I think I also think horror comedy is always a really difficult balance as well to get yes. right. And I think so many films flop. It's either too scary and it's not funny or it's too funny and it's not scary. I think there's an absolute tightrope to walk Mm. for that. And I think, unfortunately, the 99 version uh, didn't do it anywhere near as well as the 59
0: version. Yes, no, I agree with that. One thing I thought about, um, because this sort of one of the conversations that you and I, and I think um, we've had is we are going to be revisiting vincent price in the future oh yeah oh yeah um but one of the films one of the things that's coming up um in the future is mm. uh, obviously they're doing the the fall of the house of usher yes uh, and obviously vincent price did the the house of usher with, with mm. roger corman um and it's going to be mike flanagan that's going to do it for netflix and mm. ria's with- favorite yeah. Well, well, yeah. And I'm a big fan of, of Mike. We did, we did it. Mm-hmm. year. We did sort of, you know, you uh, now that's why I call Mike Flanagan volumes one and two. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I couldn't get past when I was watching both of these, I was thinking like, how would I do this now? If I was to, you know, it's another 20 years, what would I do? How could I do this? And I couldn't get past the fact that like Mike Flanagan doing this as one of his sort of, you know, house on haunted Hill or the, the haunting of, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the haunting of blind Manor or the haunting of Hill house. Um, I could see this being a similar thing, you know, maybe not an eight or nine episode thing, like reduce it down in episodes, but like Hmm. have people locked in and like that thing where it's, there is that um, he could do, he he does really well with those casts, doesn't he? That sort of like uh, um, ensemble cast Hmm. things. But in the meantime, there is a ghost in the background or there is something going on or like, you know, you've got to look in the background or there's different, like I could see the Mike Flanagan version of this being, doing that thing of leaning more into the serious Hmm. and doing it very successfully. I don't know. What do you think?
1: Um, I've seen a, I've seen a few bits of Mike Flanagan. I've seen, uh, I saw Hush. I really liked Hush.
0: Yes. That's quite good. Um,
1: And I liked, uh, I liked Dr. Sleep for the most part. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I've not seen the extended one. I've heard that's, I'm not sure if that's better or
0: worse. It's extended. Let me put it that way. It's (laughs) longer. Okay.
1: (laughs) We'll we'll leave it there. Um, But yeah, like I've, I've, I've seen his stuff. I've enjoyed his stuff. And um, uh, there's still a lot of things I need to kind of, I need to delve into his back catalog a bit more, I think. Um, But yeah, I I think there's, there's definitely like, I'm always up for new interpretations, but you've got to, you've got to bring something new like these remakes and reboots and redos. You know, like with like with the Spider-Man in the MCU, they went in a totally different direction. Mm. And, and it's mostly worked for the most part. I think I quite enjoy that version. Again, we don't get some of the stuff that we're used to with Spider-Man, but we got something we'd never seen before. So, you know, Spider-Man and the Avengers, who knew we'd ever see that? So, you know, and and all this and multiple Spider-Men meeting all other Spider-Men, yeah. you know, and all the villains teaming up from different movies, nobody ever thought we'd get that. So, so it's an inc- it's incredible that they even did that, but um but as long as you're going in with an actual idea. Like look at Prey, for example. Like I always said mm. with Predator, like change the time zone. It's it's yeah. got to be it's got to be you're going to still have the standard, you know, human ingenuity beats tech and strength of this alien you're gonna have that but just change the time like samurais you know vietnam whatever Mm. like any of those you mean you mean like the comics have done repeatedly exactly really well (laughs) Like literally i've said that i said that on a one of the podcasts i was like i did a top five predator comics and i went just do these just do these ideas They're really Victoria, good. Victorian London know. predator, go! Yeah, go for it's it. Easy. Show me that. Easy. Big, like standing atop a Big Ben, holding a big skull and and yeah. part of a spine. Queen
0: Victoria's head. There you go. <laughs>
1: Amazing. Yeah, like um, I've, I've always said that. But yeah, just you know, I always th- I think James Bond should also go back to the sixties. That's mm, my thing because I I'm, think I yeah I agree with that. I, I, that's the only thing that's the only way I think you can get away with the character being as unlikable as he is is yeah. you can go you can go oh well it was the time that, so yeah. he's a misogynist and he's a you know he's a sex fiend and all this other stuff you can kind of go okay it was the 60s so and maybe you can play play a little joke on that or you know spin it a little bit but yeah there's there's loads of ideas and, and whether Hollywood will ever do any of them is probably unlikely um, you know, we'll we'll see. I'm, I'm pretty certain we'll get another Michael Myers film very soon. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. After this one, after the one that ends. I was gonna say the
0: one we're getting very soon. I mean the one that would literally come out. No, no the, a, the one <laughs> after yeah, the one after yeah. that.
1: <laughs> Halloween starts again. Yeah. Um, I think that's what they'll call it. <laughs> yeah. Or they'll call it the final chapter or some some shit, and it'll be like, that's oh, not gonna be the
0: final chapter. Yeah.
1: Well <laughs> it's, never, it's never the final chapter.
0: <laughs> we had uh, yeah, how many how many of these guys have had the final chapter? You know, oh, final, God, yeah. the, not, Friday the Thirteenth Part Four was the final <laughs> chapter, and then so was Nine. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what was it? Final, final Friday? Friday was that one? Final yeah, final, Friday. yeah, Um That was yeah, because Jason goes to hell. Final yeah, Friday. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that was Nine. Yeah. Um, and then Freddy's then, Freddy's dead. Was Freddy's that one? dead. Freddy's yeah. dead. And then he came there back for a new nightmare. <laughs> um. So they've all, they've all, yeah, they've all gone and come back. <laughs> yeah.
1: no, Nobody ever dies. Nobody ever um, dies. No one stays dead for long.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, but as I, I was gonna say, of these, you see about the remakes, again, like what mm. I talked about on, on Stories Out of Time and Space, a sister mm. podcast, we talked about like The Fly, going back to Vincent Price. Mm. That's a really good example you go, oh, there's a 50, I think like 58 version of that, like 50, I think earlier than that. Yeah, yeah. There's a 50s version of that, which is actually kind of good, and I do enjoy that film as well. Mm. But then like, you know, Cronenberg comes in and it's like, I'm not doing that. Mm. <laughs> I'm doing my version of this body <laughs> horror nightmare with with uh, you know Jeff Goldblum, and it's like mm. you say you've come in within purpose, and they are vastly different films, mm. but they are still the same story, you know. Mm. And it's like that's what I love about those sort of like when you say you come in with a take and you go like, yeah, cool, do that. That sounds mm. amazing.
1: I think I think it's just studios need to be brave enough to take more risks. Yeah. um i think and the, there's there's playing it safe and then there's you know there's just doing the same thing over and over again um and you know to some degree if that works if that's popular fair enough i get it you know there's a lot of fast and furious films they seem to be you know make pretty popular make a lot of money they seem think, to be the same
0: thing mostly but yeah i think we go through cycles and that's the thing we go through cycles of uh ip what was, it, was ip versus author? You know, we, we, mm. in the 90s and even in the 80s and so there was an era where you sort of like, these. A, a director could turn up at a studio and just be like, I want to make this. And it'd be like some, you know, crackpot mm. film. And they'd be like, fine, because it's made by <laughs> David Cronenberg. Yeah, the name. Yeah. The name is what you, you literally sold it on, you know, the name. It was a, but now it's about the IP. Like, you mm. know, the, the director's almost irrelevant, um, which is why I always find it hilarious when they're sort of like, you know, Marvel. Go like we're bringing in this director for diversity and their their uh, creative direction. You go, oh cool, and then they make a film. And you're like, ah, huh, it's just like the last one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: they've got a they've got a real take they're gonna spin it and, and yeah they've yeah. got a
0: re- real take on this yeah. it's the marvel take and it's, yeah, very it's the delittles.
1: same yeah but um, then who who knows who knows how much that is you know munched up by the marvel machine exactly you now yeah uh, you know they might like you know there's a lot of directors who don't get on with that marvel method let's call it um you know a lot of people have walked away like uh um uh, bloody edgar wright name, edgar wright and um director of wonder woman what's her name patty yeah. jenkins patty jenkins yeah. she walked away you know a lot of big name you know wish walked away from, i
0: wish she'd walked away from wonder woman too but you know
1: <laughs> i think i think a lot of people think of that as well yeah. but i think there she got too i think the producers gave her too much freedom yeah I think, I think we see that a lot when a director does pretty well they go i'll oh, just do whatever you want it's the what batman
0: returns her. it's the batman returns effect <laughs>
1: yeah yeah and you, arguably the, the Batman the Batman and Robin effect as well. Yeah, exactly.
0: Idea. Yeah, uh, yeah. Batman Returns is always my favourite, and we should really wrap up, because if we go to look at these remakes... We will, out.
1: we will go, yeah, we will. But, um,
0: this idea of, like, you know, Tim Burton makes Batman, and it was obviously quite it was quite heavily produced, he was controlled, but it's still this massive... And they do go, like, make what you want. He's like, are you sure? Like, yeah, <laughs> I want to see a Burton Batman. We've got, you know, Burger King and all McDonald's knocking on the door for this. And he goes... <laughs> You know, like hold my beer and he goes (laughs) off and makes like the most Burton esque. (laughs) it's gonna have a circus like a twisted circus a man penguin christopher (laughs) walking in the most sort of like deviant sort of form (laughs) he's ever been in (laughs) amazing
1: we're gonna drown babies Um, that's (laughs) that's gonna be that's gonna be the main plot point of the film like the major
0: kind of threat um okay yeah batman's gonna like literally sort of blow people up you know without (laughs) any real sort of like qualms yeah like it's amazing i love that film i absolutely it i is, adore batman it Returns. it's it's
1: probably my favorite batman film i think it's i know it's not critically the best i know yeah. for a fact it's not the best batman film but it is my favorite but and uh, i'm going to be covering it with Tonya and andy this christmas so. oh yeah fantastic yeah. i can't wait yeah.
0: any film yeah. that opens with um uh, a baby being dumped into an icy river to to a to, to again to Danny Elfman's amazing score oh that is a good score, beautiful yeah. score and yeah I remember watching it even as a youngster and I'm like I love this film mm. straight off I'm like, I love everything about this film it's amazing
1: Um yeah it's it's, it's worth rewatching at, like at least once a year I think for me I, like, yeah has to it's 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 up there with my you know, Robocops and 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 uh, Spider Man and all these all these other kind of films true romances, reservoir dogs, you know, it's, yeah. it's really up there for me. Uh as, as one of my favorites. Yeah, again, a lot of holes in it, a lot of problems. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I I I love it. I
0: love it for what it is. But yeah, anyway, we will we will, we will talk wrap about up on that, right. so, Yeah yes, we'll talk about that another day. So you know we will be back together at some point. I'll be going on uh uh secret uh super bores to talk about Vincent yeah. and Price and more in the future.
1: Yeah, you will. Yeah, Spider down the secret Boars. So uh, we're gonna talk. We're gonna do a clone ball. So it's not not unlike this. Uh, so we're gonna compare uh, Doctor Fibes, the abominable Doctor Fibes, and yeah. uh, Theatre of Blood because they are quite similar uh, <laughs> in in very very many ways. Uh, but yes, yeah, so we'll we'll get into that. And uh, that will be probably the beginning of the new year. Sometime at the beginning of the new year, we'll we'll organise that and get that done. But
0: uh, I'm looking forward to it because those are some fun films as well. Yeah, I do love those. They're too much. Your favorite Vincent Price films. I'm very much looking forward to those. Uh, but yeah, but how can people find you? Where can people Ooh, find you?
1: How can people find me? So I'm on Twitter at Dan underscore Bores. Um, Instagram, it's spiderdansecretballs, On Facebook, it's at secretballs and, uh, and uh, you can also go to my website which has links for everything my guest spots, collaborations, episodes you name it, it's all it's all there and uh, it's spiderdanandthesecretboards.com that's B-O-R-E-S mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, ha- head over there and you can listen to all my good stuff I've got a big catalogue now I'm working towards uh, my 150th episode very soon so uh, 149 is out tomorrow so the week after will be 150th and uh, again It'll be me, Ria and Tonya, and we're going to be looking at Brandon Lee's The
0: Crow. Oh, that's another cracking film, that is.
1: Absolutely. 100%. Yeah.
0: That's one where maybe, yeah, doing a. I thought about doing that as a retrospective to do the yeah. whole series of films. Uh, do you want but, to? No, I, I did. <laughs> and then I watched them and was just like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'll just stick with the first one. Thank yeah. You very much. Yeah. I, I, I watched City of Angels
1: and I went, that's it. I don't know. Oh, i, I went don't all I went you're, all a, way. you're a braver man than me Oof, bro-
0: yeah it's like sort of like every now and then just slapping yourself in the face and just being like do you want to watch another one smack yeah I do
1: <laughs> you're torturing yourself just torturing yourself uh,
0: yeah I call it <laughs> I, I do it for my art is what I do yes. I do it for my art true artist, true artist. Uh, yes but there will be links there will be a link down to uh, Dan's website down below so go, do go check it out there's so much on there and the, you know uh, the content is fantastic and oh, uh, covers an good.
1: awful lot of stuff too kind, you're too kind, Scott.
0: Uh that is great. I do enjoy it. Um but yes, ladies and gentlemen, if you are enjoying what we're doing on 20th century in 20th century towers, go leave a review. Go on your podcast catcher, leave a review, preferably five stars, but you know, any old review will do. I'm really appreciate anything any feedback. Uh, I ain't gotta take it, so you know, leave it. Um <laughs> but if, you're, if you really really like what we're doing, go check out our Patreon. There'll be a link down below for that as well. That's ww.patreon.com slash two zero cgmedia. And there's a whole host of stuff on now I do 30-minute thoughts every month. And then me and uh, my partner in crime, Julian Darius, are trekking through the Twilight Zone uh, week by week, going from episode to episode. And that has been an absolute blast. I'm the newbie. He's the experienced watcher. Uh, we're going to through up to season three. So we're really getting through that now, which is fantastic. Wow, you've gone through them all. That's amazing. Oh, it's great. It's, it's, it's been an experience. Because uh, there are some absolute doozies there's some real classics. And then there's some others that have been a bit of a disappointment, but there is some absolutely. like this is like 60, 59 to 62. I think one sixty two mm. now. Yeah. There's some episodes I've, I've literally gone back and watched again. Like there's some really good stuff. So Twilight Zone is definitely up there now as a as, as, uh, growing in, in uh, favor uh, for me. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much, Dan. Thank you very much for coming on and, uh, and sitting through both uh, House on Haunted Hill films. Appreciate it. Uh, But ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. And we should talk again soon.